This is After Dark. Is a member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network. MicePod.com. <laughs> This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Singer sings me back. Fantastic. Thank you. Out the door. Come back. Come back. Come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, welcome back. Uh, series three, episode seventeen of Dis After Dark. Yay! We're back. I'm Paul. I'm Nick. Paul D. Craigie L. It's it's almost like a boy band now. No direction. We all need a catchphrase. <laughs> do, do you know when you listen to uh, to Malaby on UUOP? They've all got a little intro, a little catchy. Malaby goes boop 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 like that. We all need one. Mm. Do we? I'll be the, yeah. I'll be the cheeky one. Okay. So. So you got to think of a cheeky catchphrase. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at them plums. <laughs> <laughs> you know that phrase. This is um, carry on after dark. It, 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 it is. I, I, it's completely with James Love. Yeah. Consider, considering one of the questions oh, in the last oh, show, was, matron. Yeah. One of the questions in the last show was, "What sort of podcast would you like to do?" Yeah. I think there needs to be a carry on podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but on that means, should anyone actually? What I've lost track already. Um, where do we go to? I know. Drinks. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Always. Yeah, who's drinking what? Uh, I'm getting my five a day. Um, I've got a mixed fruit Copperberg. Sorry, no Disney connections, just what was yeah. left over. <laughs> Cheers. He never lets you down, does he, Mr. D? Oh, indeed. indeed. John Craig? I have got Yorkshire tea. Really? Have you got to drive somewhere later? <sighs> no, I've been to London today. You, you just I'm, sighed as well, didn't you? Yeah, I really fancy a drink, but... I've, uh, I'm still on Slim and World. Slim and World update. Yeah. Seven weeks, two stone later. No. Excellent. So, there you go. Good on you. I've just signed as well. Drink. <sighs> you should get the axe out of the uh, out of your back. Kill it. Kill it with that, an axe. That is your catchphrase. It is, yes. Kill it with an axe. Well, <laughs> another side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Sponge. Mr. Soap Dish. Uh, no, I'll let you go. I'll let you go first. I'll go last for change. I, I am letting the side down. Oh. Dramatically, because I have to get up stupidly early and drive quite a way tomorrow morning. So, yes, I'm I'm on um, a, a nice orange squash. Oh. Are you allowed to tell us where you're driving to, or would you have to kill us and the listener? With it, an axe. It, With it's, an axe. It's further north than Sheffield. Is it further north than Sheffield? But not as far north... As Durham. So, yeah. York. York. Uh, if you go yeah. further past Sheffield, uh, Mr. Day, don't we end up where you're, you were born? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I should have known that one. 
<laughs> Medically, um, if I go further north than Sheffield, I get a nosebleed. I used to live in New York. That's my piece of trivia. <laughs> uh, if you could all update your uh, Paul Dunn on Wikipedia pages, that'd be there great. I'm, yeah. not, I, I'm not going to say anything because I, I kill conversation, apparently. So are you driving up in the uh, in the new Jag yet? What's, uh, what's the score there? No, I've got uh, like almost a 21-week waiting list for it. Uh, well, it's, it's a bulletproof order. glass, isn't it? It, it takes is. a long time. And the little machine guns that pop out of the number plate at well, the front. Yeah. Are they building it on Merseyside in um, Liverpool, or where did he build them? Because I can have a word when I go past in my train. Coventry. Oh, right, okay. They do the uh, Range Rovers and that, don't they? They, they do, though, don't they? They do, though, don't they, though? <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you the story, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, Craig, if you start the story, you only know what's going to happen. I bet Alex is going to get involved, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Just um, <help> me. <laughs> so, um, I I'm also have no Disney connection, although I am drinking alcohol. So, oh, hang on. Good on you. Hang on. Oh, that was a good pop, wasn't it? It's a pop top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a... There's your catch, please. <laughs> it's a Bulmer's Cider. Um, anyone want to guess the variety of Bulmer's Cider that I'm drinking? Is it apple? Summer fruits. No. No. Banana. Blood no. orange. Well, yes. Actually, yes. It is. Uh, I don't understand why, but it is zesty blood orange. Yeah. Now, I don't know why it's zesty blood orange. But if any of our listeners know why it's Zesty Blood Orange, they can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com or email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. Or Bulmers could tweet us on Twitter at disafterdark if they want to sponsor us. (laughs) Or you could find us on facebook.com forward slash disafterdark. And we're also available on macechat.com. Instagram, Pinterest, anywhere else. SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud now. Periscope. Periscope. Something, We're not yeah. periscoping. Oh. We're on the phone as well, it sounds like. So uh, that's someone's wife. That's that's Flynn. That's Flynn barking at somebody. We're not sure who. It was a phone, I think. Should we, should we just wait and find out? Because I think there are people hanging on there on, on this podcast waiting to find out who that is. I'm interested as well. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear a gunshot and yell. <laughs> Oh, I, I am going to have to add a gunshot sound effect just there, aren't I? And we're going to get so many complaints. No actual animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, should we just go straight on with this bit? A view of the news with this after dark. I haven't played that for a little, for, for a few shows. Well, where to start? Um, well, I was going to start with a non-Disney, but a, an equally theme park related thing. I think everyone's heard about the Alton Towers incident on a ride called Smiler this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Alton Towers is an English-British theme park over here, um, run by Merlin Entertainment Group. Mm-hmm. And there was a ride called Smiler, which had a problem. One car ran empty. They released another car after it, and it rammed into the back of the empty car. How many injured? Eight injured? Or 16 people on board. 
Yeah. Eight of them were fairly serious, and and four of them were very serious. That's some um, worrying. Is it is it our position on the podcast to discuss what we think might have happened, or or do we have to wait for an inquest? Well, we've never been one to be truthful about anything. <laughs> so we just facts, make so we'll just make something up then. Pretty much. Uh, by the way, update. Um, don't know who that was. <laughs> it buzzing at the right number. Buzzing for the wrong people. Don't get it. Dog is dead. Uh, no, he, he. Ironically enough, he's sitting right on my lap right now. So oh. if anything sets him off, then you're going to say something. Do you want to say something to the listeners? You haven't got peanut butter, have you? See. <laughs> Because you can t- get your dog taken off you for that. Yeah, well, I, I do, but not on me, oh, literally or, or physically. <laughs> um, so this should be fun. So if the bell buzzes again, things right next to the microphone now. So that should be fun for Sweet. everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's bad, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's not. It wasn't good. No. Yeah, it was a hor- horrible, uh, it's, horrible I accident. Think, I think the I think the, the the thing that's annoyed me the most about. Not the accident, obviously. The accident's terrible, but um, especially on the day of the accident, was the the number of people, uh, obviously on social media more than anywhere, that were turning around saying, "I'm never going to theme park again," or "I'm never going to Walton Towers again," or "I'm never going on roller coasters again." Look what happens, because you know the argument there is is the same when people say that about flying. Oh, I don't want to get in an aeroplane because it might crash. Hmm. If you look at how many time, how many aeroplanes. Uh, fly day in day out we're talking about thousands upon thousands and how many of those crash every day I mean, I mean, the, the crash happened what 10 o'clock Monday morning no it was um, Wednesday afternoon no it, opened, it, re- it reopens at 10 o'clock on Monday so uh, I, I, oh the park yeah yeah reopens at 10 o'clock Monday so it's been down for nearly a week uh, be, yeah, because of obviously selling Sunday, and uh, it's estimated that every day they close, every operational day that they close, because they don't close the close, they count the close season, uh, it costs them five hundred thousand pound. That's in lost revenue. That, that's fairly significant. Yeah, it's not a not as significant as one of the, the victims, though, is it? Who no, uh, no. had surgery to save both the legs. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The, the, again, with that. I saw that story on Sky News, and obviously they said it was serious. And when you read that, you think, well, you know, it's, it's obviously very serious. It's got to that. But unfortunately, the statement on behalf of the family was given by their lawyers, who said they obviously would be pursuing uh, legal action for payment. Hmm. And yeah. I think that's sad because I don't, I think that's one of the few instances where, you know, we, we've always taken. Uh, the Mickey a bit out of uh, you know America having that kind of culture, the ambulance chasers, um, and I think it was really sad that there was this quite sad message about this young girl who's been involved in an accident, and the attitude was yes, you know it's terrible, and they're doing what they can to operate on her and this that and everything else, um, and obviously we will be seeking financial compensation from Austin Towers, mm. and I just thought you know yeah, we we guessed you would. Yeah, so let, let's, you didn't have to vocalise it. Yeah, let, yeah, let's let's just make sure like the girls are right. I'm sure you are going to get your money, and I'm sure you're going to pay paid handsomely to do so. But you know, let's put the victims first here. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting as well is that they've closed the they've got is it five roller coasters by the same company? Yes. 
So that's across the three parks. So and Chesington World of Adventures has shut down two rides. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rattlesnake and Dragon's Fury, which I, yeah. I, I didn't realise. Dragon's Fury. Thor Park as well, the Sword Ride. Sword Ride is closed, yeah. Um, I didn't realise that Dragon's Fury is the same ride as Crush's Coaster. It's an outdoor version of Crush's Coaster, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is, actually, yeah. Hmm. I've not been there since it opened, so I didn't know. But they um, haven't. But, but they, the actual company involved, haven't shut Crush's coaster. But I mean, I've not seen the cars on no. on Dragon's Fury, and also as well, I think you know we, what you can remember is that you know this company won't have just made roller coasters for for those four parks. No. They would have made you know rides across the globe. I imagine that's mm. how they normally work. Um, and nowhere else has done that. So it's obviously, you know, there, there was quite a telling statement from Austin Towers that said that um, they, they were taking this action uh, because they didn't feel that the, the safety was up to scratch. That, to me, suggests that they are not happy with the, the, the vehicles. Yeah, yeah. You know. It does seem surprising, you know, that that even if an impact took place that there wasn't protection for the people in the front row. You know, you would yeah. think there would be buffers or some kind of cage or bars or something. But it looked like the people in the front row were really quite exposed. Yeah. I, I feel sorry as well for the, the person controlling it. Yeah. The, the, the minimum wage 17-year-old, no doubt. And, and how many people have automatically jumped to the conclusion that, well, if they released one that was empty but didn't wait for it to finish, someone just punched the button. It wasn't the junior just punching the button. Someone had to tell him, no, no, it's safe, go on, let him go. The queue's built up, let him go. But what's what's weird as well is, you know, all these rides have all these safety features. Allegedly. Yeah. So if they had all these safety features, how could it possibly happen? There's got to be more to this story than meets the eye. Yeah. It can't just be as simple as that. Well, for anyone who hasn't been to Alton Towers... It's the Smiler is actually managed, uh, built by a German company called Gerstlauer, and is a world record holder for the number of inversions. It's thirteen Four, or something. Fourteen inversions on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll quick search to see what else they build. See if they've built anything that anyone would know. Uh, the one in Legoland. Well, across the coaster. Legoland, California, the Coastosaurus that was theirs. Uh, what else they got? Dolly. Oh, the Mystery Mine in Dollywood. That was one of Great theirs. ride. Twin yeah. Peaks. Yeah. Saw, yeah, Saw in Thorpe Park. I can see nothing in Disney World. Mm. Could Disney, be something or, or as simple as uh, one of the safety features was isolated yeah. on the vehicle they put back into service, or, mm. you know, and uh, something hasn't been double checked. Something really, really simple yeah. could have caused that crash. Oh, oh, although they've got one called the Wildzwinnet in Bonbon Land, so I might have to go there. Sounds interesting. Oh, and one called Heiser Fart in Wildumfreizen Park. I wonder how that's powered. I, I don't know, but I've managed to go from a very serious piece of news to a comedy German word. Oh, that's how we normally operate. <laughs> this is how we roll. <laughs> And we were expecting you to kill it dead with an axe. <laughs> he just droned on and on and on. Maybe you should have done. It should have done. Should have done. 
I was very close. I held myself back from sighing there. That's very good of you. I, I, I thought so. I thought so. Has anyone else got any news that's a... a can, a, I, uh, can I jump in? Mm. I was listening I, to uh, Tom Corliss on the WDWNT the yep. other day. So it's not new news, but Walt Disney World have been trialling uh, a location-based app where you can sit in the uh, in the crowd of Fantasmic and put food orders in, and they know where you're sitting, and they can bring it out to you directly where your seat is, off just literally off your location. Good grief! How accurate is that going to have to be? Uh, but apparently it's working, and uh, it's kept, it's been kept separate from uh, my Magic Plus. It's not whatever it's called, my Disney Experience. Not involved in that app yet. But the, what they think in the future of it is, is you know we're, we're going and making all these ADRs, and then we're we're going in and sitting down and picking our menu and yeah. what do we have them. Well, the potential is uh, you can pick your food as you do in be our guest so many days in advance when you can pick your menu and submit it potentially an hour in advance and literally mm. just walk in for your seating time and the food's brought out to you wow. so where you might be two hours in the in the, the, the restaurant you're only going to be in there for 45 minutes or whatever so so I know they've got this technology and I know mm. they've spent a lot of money getting this technology but isn't it? Isn't it getting to the point where it's like a bit too much, you know? Mm. So you can you can book your restaurant, fine, okay. You can book your attractions, fine, okay. Now you're actually going to book what you eat, you know. What's next, you know? The, the, um, there was there was talk of outside seating areas potentially. You put your order in. Mm. You go and sit outside somewhere in the area of the vicinity of the restaurant. <laughs> And they will know your exact location to bring your food out to you. Mm. Blimey. Yeah. I wonder if it works with the restrooms, you know? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> your, your, your stall is ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, where does it, where does it end? I, well, I, I, I want to book either the back or the front of Rock and Roller Coaster. <laughs> well, that could be next, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. That's astonishing. I'm going to be very controversial. Oh, feel free. It's not like you. I know. I know. Sharpen that axe. Sharpen that axe. I. Does it not scream of greed? And by that, I don't actually mean corporate greed this time, but just of that culture. I know. I know. It's saying that again. We as Brits have often like to take the, the Mickey out of a bit. You know, like massive portions and stuff like that. But. Have we really got to the point now where you can't actually watch a show or parade without having food brought to you? It was quite unique. We went to the cinema. Um, we, uh, we went to downtown Disney at the uh, the AMC. Yeah, that cinema there. Can cinema, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know we went there, and at the time, the last time we went there, you could get hot food uh, from the concessions, like chicken nuggets and stuff like that, to take in there. Um, but I know they they then launched an actual dining thing, so you'd actually have a proper table and they'd bring out you know proper food to you and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I suppose it's a it's a bit of a nice experience, but I've not seen it, so I don't know how how near it is to everything else. But 
to me, I think it's bad enough when you can you got like popcorn and stuff like that somewhere anyway because of smells. Um, to have like hot food and you know pungent food when you're watching a film, I just think it's a bit off-putting. But I just think it's sad that people can't wait. It's a it's a, like the, a bit like the smoker mentality where you know people you know were annoyed when you, you couldn't smoke in restaurants anymore. You know, and they'd have to rush out to have a cigarette halfway through their meal because they couldn't possibly wait, you know, an hour for them to eat a meal and then leave a restaurant, you know? And, and where's it going to stop? That's what are, I mean. Are there going to be people and, and an app written now so that you can actually turn up? I'm going to turn up at 8 o'clock in the morning for extra magic hour. I'm going to put my blanket on, on the ground and, and my nice seat and I'm going to prepare myself for the show. For the, for the afternoon parade, so I get a good spot, and then I'm just going to use my app to dial out for food during the course of the day. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the I mean, the restaurant side of it is a no-brainer for Disney because uh, the turnover of punters going through the door could potentially double, couldn't it? Because you you know you order a drink first, uh, are you ready to order? No, another 10 minutes while you're arguing with the kids, then they come, but and then they, then they've got to prepare the food. Yeah, that's going to double, double or treble the number of covers they can turn around. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Plus it locks you in, doesn't it? I mean, you know, all the stuff that you pre-book, once you've put that effort in and you've booked your rage, your hotel, your fast passes, your meals, your poopy, you know, whatever it is you're going to book, once you've booked all that, you know, you're not going to then go go universal you're not going to say oh forget that we'll just go universal today they've got you kind of locked in haven't they yeah. I bet you've got to pay for the food as well up front on the app mm. that's true so yeah. you're yep. definitely going to turn up for that meal aren't you yeah, yeah that's true yeah hmm Interesting. Mind you, I mean, I can just imagine in Fantasmic, my wife would sort them out you know, the guy would turn up with the food and she'd say um, got some ketchup and then he'd, five minutes later, he'd come back. Uh, how, about, how about some vinegar? <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> trips later. For your popcorn, madam? Yeah. <laughs> uh, will, they, will they take the shops in advance as well, then? Can I now book all of my Disney shopping? That's another thing. They bring. You can go into shops. I forgot this bit. Buy stuff. And they'll deliver it to you while you're sitting at Phantasmus. Seriously? Or a... No, why? Yeah. Why? I mean, the thing is, one thing I've always liked the park's doing, which you're saying on property, is the ability to buy stuff and then ship <laughs> it to your hotel room. I get that, and I think it's a very handy service. I'd also, you know, have been happy if they did a service where basically um, you could buy your goods and they would... Um, leave them at the end, like at, at the exit gates or something, so you could pick them up as you left. That would also yeah. make sense. But why would you want them while you're watching a show to then have to walk out with them? You may as well just carry them around all day. Open your phone up, open the app up, purchase the glow, particular glowing stick or spinning round Buzz Lightly yeah. of the year with yeah. LEDs that you want for Phantasmic. That's it, that's what they're doing. Get it delivered, yeah. and then there in your hand, a spinning round glowing toy. On the other hand, open up your phone, open up your app, just hold your phone above your head. <laughs> one, one glowing toy. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy sitting behind you, so yeah. I don't give a I don't give a damn whether it's your phone or the glowy spinny thing. Yeah. You're still annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> it's only it's only. So I get on, I get on my phone and I order an axe, 
which are then bury in the back of your head. From Boniface and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the next phase is going to be really good. The next phase, you pre-book a couple of kids, so you don't actually have to pay for flights for your kids, because you just pick them up there. <laughs> right? You pay more for the well-behaved ones, two kids, rent them for a couple of weeks, and then just hand them back at the end. Saves your fortune. Well, no flights. Good would be up for that, wouldn't he? <laughs> Um, I, I have to apologise. Um, the conversation obviously got quite boring because uh, Flynn was clawing at the door and I had to let him out. <laughs> Dog's gone and hung himself. <laughs> should have used the axe. Should That's have, right. Should have it's, it's, conversation. It, it, it's all, I'm, I'm going to have to kill the conversation because it may have just gone a bit seedy because we're on about renting kids at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> obviously just for holidays. I've... Obviously, yeah. It's a Disney point. Well, uh, let's not be funny. I mean, there was that thing a few years ago where, where families were renting out disabled people to get disabled passes for oh, Disney yeah, parks. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Mm, that's grim. Somehow Very just, much. Yeah, somehow just renting your own disabled person sounds bad as well, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we, we know what we mean. idea, though, because you get a free holiday out of it. Yeah, we, know, we know what you mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, it's not very zesty, this Bul- Bulmers. Is it, um, is, is, it, is it a bit bloody? It's, it's just orangey. Like blood orange to me is a, bit like a very red colour, isn't it? How, yeah. or, how orangey is it? Is it orangey enough for crows, or is it is it too orangey for crows? Well, let me answer that question two ways. The first way is actually, I would say it's more like a Lucozade orange. Excellent. Ooh. Like original Lucozade, that kind of colour. Yeah. And have Ooh, I ever told you why Kiora's too orangey for crows? Actually, actually, do you know what? I think you may have done, but yeah. yeah but I'm sure we've got listeners that have joined us in recent podcasts, that and they heard. also want to be bored. Yeah. So basically, we had a drink called Kiara. It was its tagline was it was too orangey for crows, and the crows and the animated crows in the advert wanted to be your dog to get some Kiara because they really wanted it. And the reason it's too orangey for crows is because um, crows have a very low intolerance uh, intolerance even to citric acid. Of which Kiora had a high citric acid content. So if they actually, if a crow legitimately drank it, it would explode. Is this true? Absolutely true. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Is this true? <laughs> you can say at the end of everything I say because most of the stuff I say, I say does sound like crap. Um, but I do have another story. Far Go on then. So um, today I was wearing for the first time, a pair of shoes by the company... Uh, I'll be your dog. That's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. I'll be your dog. <laughs> Here we go. I'll be next dog. I'll do a little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go, boys. Here we, we go. Um, Flynn loves Kiara. He's not yeah. one. Um, <laughs> today I was wearing, for the first time ever, in my 31 years, or almost 30 years of existence, a pair what, of shoes by... The, oh. No, a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes. Uh, do you want to guess the brand? Crocs. Nike. No, I've worn Crocs, but you've seen my Crocs Sketches. before. No, close. Nike. Skulls. No, no. Um, Doc I, I live in Doc Martin, so no. I thought you lived in London. Converse. Close. Oh, okay. Vans. Um, 
Bands. Bands, yeah. Bands. Well, I do have a pair of kicker shoes, actually, at the age of 31, <laughs> embarrassingly. But yes, I, I wore my, today my first of a pair of Vans. My friend came back from America with a pair of Star Wars Vans for me to have. Raw. Must say they are very comfortable. And I'll, I'll stick a picture up on Twitter. Um, but the reason for bringing this up is obviously Star Wars is a Disney franchise, and so they, they did a, a range of Disney bands. But Friday, just gone. Uh, I think June. I know what you're going to say. Go on, carry on. Disney vans were oh, released. No. Disney vans were released. So Disney and vans have collaborated before in the 80s, um, and they re released those about three or four years ago. But this is a, a completely new range of uh, of shoes designed by Vans and Disney. Um, there's a traditional range. The traditional range has shoes, socks, matching shirts, matching backpacks, matching hats. They've got the whole hog. And they're of the famous five. So your Mickey, your Donald, your Goofy, Timmy, your Minnie. Um, sorry. <laughs> they're the other famous five um, actually it's just the famous four there's no police or anything like that is <laughs> a phrase commonly said by Minnie Mouse um, so they have those and they've also got um, some Disney villain shoes uh, there's some princess ones with uh, Belle and the Little Mermaid and things like that as well and uh, there's also some Lilo and Stitch ones coming out I think later in the summer for their second phase which aren't out yet um but uh unsurprisingly the community disney community kind of gone a bit mad for them so uh i think it was worth talking about those yeah are they good do they, they look good um the same with anything like that some of them look good some of them don't mm -hmm. um there's a there, i think there's a nice pair of donald duck ones with lots of little cartoons of donald duck um but some of the other ones not really my cup of tea. A little bit too out there for me, and I like quite out there shoes. I, I have the Tron one still. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Mm -hmm. But I was actually surprised how comfortable they were. Because um, I've never worn them before. So I'm a bit... I've always been a, a Converse kind of guy. Mm -hmm. But now... Mm, I, I'm tempted to buy some Disney vans, is essentially what I'm saying. Yeah, I've just had a look on a website now. Or even better, if somebody wants to give me some Disney vans, I prefer that. I'll uh, take some Donald Duck ones, please. Thanks. Um, but yeah, you can uh, shoe uh, actually have a few exclusive ones. There, so, there is uh, actually a Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah. So you know what you've got to see then, haven't you? Someone's oh look, it's you've got me. put on your shoes. Yes. <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that's but, a that one <laughs> but yeah so uh, yeah Shu uh, that's S-C-H-U-H has uh, some ranges some styles that aren't available in the rest of the UK most you can buy from vans or from, from retailers like that and uh, I believe it's Journeys in America um who I'm sure must be affiliated with Shoe because they seem to have a lot of the same exclusives and they have a similar store layout. Um, have also got some exclusive styles. So um, anyone looking to buy some, do so. Uh, don't compare the prices, though, because they are about £52 English um, and about $60. That's not a bad pair of shoes. Yeah. There's more exchange rate that bothers me there. 
I still wear my wedding shoes. I'd say not really? tight like, but yeah. Been married since 1998. Still fit into them. I've actually still got my wedding shoes, but they do need to be re-heeled. Resold. They're the only shoes I've got. I'm a mess. <laughs> Craig, that's not true. We've seen your truck crocs. Uh, <laughs> be careful how you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be in the circus if they had to. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a range. So you've got the shoes, you got uh socks, hat, backpack, shirt, and t-shirt, all matching. And all of that could have been sung said over the, the top of the generation game music, of yeah. course. It's like a vibe about stuff. <laughs> Do you know when you buy all that, Nick? You're off the show. You're literally off the show. Imagine walking. <laughs> Walking down long, East London. East London <laughs> tan. In his Star Wars gear. I don't care how much of a Disney fan you think you are. If you put that lot on. <laughs> You've got to be... Uh, yeah. yeah, see, that's the thing. No, I'm, I'm completely with you guys. Um, I, I think everything in moderation. I wouldn't wear a pair of Disney shoes with a Disney T-shirt or shirt. Like, I think it's too much. There was somebody on a social media group. I won't mention because uh, I probably get kids out again. But um, did, was it a dib? I'll mention it. Oh, the dib don't like me anyway. But um, <laughs> they, they haven't kicked me out of anything. Yeah, they haven't kicked me out of anything because they won't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still banned? Yeah, Paul probably is. I've not, I've can't put a good enough word for you, mate. Unfortunately, <laughs> but um, on this on this uh, social media group. Um, a woman was showing off some pyjamas that she'd bought in Primark and uh, was gloating about the fact that although they're pyjamas, <laughs> I'm crazy, I'll wear them out in the street. And um, someone else said, oh, I do the same thing. Yeah, I wear my pyjamas out as well because I think they look better than that. And I was like, not being funny, but, you know, I understand, you know, you, you might think it looks like a T-shirt, but it really looks like a nightshirt. You can't get away with it. It's, it's and I was, sh- I was just shot down. I was just like, nah, people don't mind. Like, mm, people probably step away, which is why they don't mind. They're not going to say anything to you because they put, think you're probably going to murder them <laughs> with a knife or an axe. Um, and that's what I'm saying away. And what I'm saying is, is that don't worry, just, just don't I'm do not going to be doing that. And please don't wear pajamas out in public, you weirdos. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, Cool. Well, Craig. What? Would you like to explain your idea for the next 26 shows? Ah, hello, Craig. Can you explain your idea? Because in case people don't like it, we want to make sure. <laughs> We're going to do it anyway. Craig's idea. Yeah. But, you know, I'm giving him the chance. This, this, this was Craig thinking outside of his box. Mm. Well, I'm going to give credit to John Bishop. Before John Bishop was famous, he used to be on a radio show in Liverpool. And it was called John Bishop's Alphabet Soup. And he went through the alphabet every week. A, B, C, D. Yeah, we know the alphabet. (laughs) 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 To explain to our American listeners, in Liverpool there's a big problem with with kids not knowing the alphabet. And that's why the show was so popular. F, G, K, Y. Yeah? So the alphabet. (laughs) Yes. And um, basically it was... Talking about things that he hit. The first 26 shows were things he hated, and the next 26 shows were things he loved. 
So we're going to change it a little bit and we're just going to pick a word. We don't know what the others have all picked. Obviously, this week is A. It's anything in the Disney universe, maybe primarily Walt Disney World, but anything, you know, anything that takes your fancy. And we'll, you maybe have a little nice story about it because it was a ride you went on or, or, or anything. And we'll just talk about it, make a bit of fun out about it or whatever. And, and then the next person, but if your word goes because someone's picked it first, you have to then pick another word. So we're going to do it on seniority in the podcast. So I'm going to be last every week. <laughs> so, so who's going first then? Does that does that mean me? Yes. Yep. Created show. <sighs> that wasn't a sigh. That was me just downing the water. That that sounded like a sigh. In which case, I'm going to go with A for Alice. Oh. And you may ask who the. Is Alice? <laughs> oh, I can answer that. I thought it was just ten two. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Kind of the reason why I thought it was a nice start. Oh, it harks oh. back to that. But I was wondering whether or not Alice and all of her appearances in various theme parks around the world, with Paris and her labyrinth, but also Alice in Wonderland. You have the Mad Hatter's teacup. Mm in pretty much every park around the world, is Alice in Wonderland the film in the Disney back catalogue that has inspired more rides in the park than any other film? Got the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, haven't you, in Disneyland? Was that still there? Yeah, you've had that. But, I mean, other films like, you know, Snow White has had her Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs ride, and now that's closed down and you've got the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Yes, that's spawned two attractions. I mean, let's let's think. Alice in Wonderland Mm -hmm. has the teacups, as you say, in in Paris, in Disney World, Disneyland. And is it in Hong Kong? Oh, I have to think. I don't. I can't remember. There's only six rides there, Paul. Yeah, check the interweb. And and, uh, Tokyo has Mad Hatter's teacups. Uh, I'm almost certain on it. Um, So you've got that. So essentially, every park should have an Alice attraction of at least one. Yep. Um, Paris has the only um, Curious Labyrinth. Yep. She quite often appears in Epcot. And also, of course, uh, the original ride in Disneyland, the Dark Ride. Yeah. Which true. was recently remodeled as well. That's true. Yeah. So there's at least at least three separate attractions. And, and her meet and greets. And her meet and greets. And, and in, various, in various uh, guises around uh, parades. She even pops up squished into a house in the Magic on Parade in Paris. She, she pops up in pretty much everywhere. She has a, a, a dedicated hotel room in Tokyo there you go. as well, like oh. a, themed, a themed room. And also there is a uh, Alice in Wonderland themed restaurant in Tokyo Disneyland as well. Mm. Very, very popular uh, film in Japan was Alice in Wonderland. And it's quite surprising actually because it was one of the, the biggest, uh, one of the first flops Disney had. Yeah. Uh, I think Fantasia was probably the first one they had trouble with. Um, but 
Alice in Wonderland had a lot of expectation and just never really took off. It, it never did big business in America or the UK, really. Um, and it's one of those films that um, time has been very kind to. Yeah. I never met, really met anyone that's, that's hated on it nowadays. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely a stigma when it first came out. And uh, when, I was a, when I was a kid, because and it, this is a thing that uh, our younger listeners won't really understand, is that... You used to be a kid. <laughs> I used to be a kid. No, but um, sorry, to, sorry to point out your ages, but or, or hard facts, but but you, you were you, you when <laughs> when you saw Disney films, um, I didn't see the know, premiere. <laughs> <laughs> not like Star Wars. No, but when when you saw a Disney film, Disney would release films every two or three years, yeah. at least, wouldn't it? You know, sometimes a little bit longer, but you know, you guaranteed a new Disney film every couple of years. They didn't really show Disney films on TV. Um, it was quite rare for them to show films on TV. So what they would do is they would re-release films as well. Yeah. In between the gaps between new films being made, um, there was no way to watch them at home if they, you know, unless they showed them at Christmas or something like that. There was no VHS tapes. There was no DVDs. There was no Blu-rays. There was nothing on demand. So the only way to see Disney films was at the cinema, and when cinemas decided to to re-show them. So, you know, when I, I was just a little girl, um, was when they started to release Disney films on VHS, and they did the same thing which they've done with, with DVDs and Blu-ray since, which is release them for a limited time only from Disney Vault. And, um, you know, we'd get one or two Disney films released per year from the Vault. And Alice in Wonderland was one that um, my, I remember my brother being bought, and was one that he was quite obsessed with. And because he had it on so often, I had then ended up watching it so often myself. Did you get and I just, dress? Yeah, and, and, and started to dress up like her. Um, but I've, uh, it's always been one of those cartoons that I could watch over and over. It's not particularly long. I think it's about 67 minutes or 70 minutes, something like that. It's not very long at all. Um, it's quirky. It's got some crazy ideas in it, some interesting characters. No one's boring in it. In fact, you could argue the most boring character in it is actually Alice herself. Yeah. She's just surrounded by mad characters. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, you know, it inspired, you know, with, with, with the original story as well, because uh, the original book itself is, is a classic work, um, was the reason that we wanted to name our daughter after. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so a couple of things. Who's next? A couple of things about it. Well, a couple oh, of things on, about sorry. that, though. Go on. Um, so there is five of them, right? Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, Tokyo, Paris, and Hong Kong. And in 2004, they actually made it more difficult to turn the teacups um. because because there was an accident. And last piece of trivia, um, I don't go on it because it makes me feel pukey. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I can do you. anything else. I can, you know, you can. Chuck me up and down, turn me around, but don't don't spin me. It gets like messy. Girls spin me round, right round, like a wagon wheel, round round, round round, baby. Yeah, and I fall off that ride. They're crying, <laughs> howling with laughter. Yeah, I am literally green. Yeah, and no, it really makes me feel ill for about like three hours afterwards. 
Yeah. I, I've yeah, I'm exactly the same. But mm. mine are two. My two are now old enough that they're excited to be able to go on this particular ride by themselves. Yeah, so, mm. Daddy will stand and video you on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that was my A, Alice. Perfect. Cool. Go on, Nick. Well, B's a B's a strange letter because no, no, no you're, you're no, you're an A. You're an A. I'm We're sorry, all A sir. this week. Yeah. yeah. That's where this that's after dark this going. week is brought to you by, by the, the letter. letter. Hey. Oh, that's what I need. I need Sesame Street style style <laughs> introductions. Otherwise, I get confused with things. Um, oh, that's put me on the back foot. Well, then Ooh. I would I would say um, A is not something I've done. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, it's not something I've I've done. But wondered if anyone had ever stayed at Disney's All Star Resort. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeedy. You have. Oh yeah, that's well, my sorry, that's I'm my disboard's name. Laughing in the background. <laughs> All Star Paul is my disboard's name. Really? Yeah. So was you was you was that where you always stayed? At? It was at the beginning. The first yeah. time we went, we stayed in All Star Sports and All Star Movies. They were building All Star Movies then, so it was not. <laughs> but we stayed in all three of them. We stayed in movies a couple of times. Sports twice, I think, um, and the music one. I think we've only stayed there once. So yeah, stayed in, stayed in all of them. Because uh, you know, I, I, I don't know why, but I, I think people tend to turn their noses up at the resorts, like yeah. like that. So uh, we stayed at Pop Century when we we went and stayed on site for the first time, um, and obviously it all star sports and all star movies are, are like the two other kind of big ones uh, at that kind of price range but to me a hotel room is a hotel room I just want it to be clean yeah. but I really love the theming mm-hmm. of the grounds there I find them fascinating with the big yeah. old toys and cars and sports stuff and memorabilia movie stuff how many yeah. rooms is it all lots. Um, All-Star... All All All-Star okay. Movies is 1,920, apparently. Uh, so, so is sports. Mm. Are they, on exact, they must be exactly the same almost design with... Yeah, I'd imagine so. Really, yeah, I mean, the really first, cheap the first... architecture. Sorry, I'm <laughs> killing it with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Put it away. The first time we went, you had to decide whether you were going to stay on-site or off-site. So we thought, right, first time we're going to stay on-site but we'll stay in the cheapest on-site, which was the All-Star, and then we just liked it. So we've gradually kind of gone up to moderates and Old Key West, but um, the rooms are basic, but they're good for for kids because, like, the food court's good, you know, big food courts. They don't have a sit-in restaurant. They don't have a table-service restaurant. But if you've got young kids, you know, you can get, like, pizza and ice cream and all sorts of stuff. So, and the theming's good, you're right. So, so uh, I've, just, I've, just, I've just seen actually because there's three we missed out music as well so there's also uh, movies sport and, and music um, all star sports and all star music opened the same year 1994 but movies didn't join up until 1999 yeah that's right so the first year we went was 98 and they were they were still building movies right right that makes sense yeah uh, all of them were were designed by our quite tonica. 
Easy for you, you see. Yeah, you need you need to have a better name than that. That's terrible. <laughs> um, I do think what's quite cute as well is uh, as part of the All Star Movies resort is that uh, you know the the uh, the areas they they chose. So there's 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> which makes sense. It's, it's because, like, yeah, it's a classic Disney. Yep, and they, you know, they, and they had the live action one as well, and yep. they had the cartoon series, so that makes sense. Yep. Toy Story, again, the same, endured through mm. time. Yep. Fantasia, you know, it's it's iconic. Still fondness for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'd go with that. Herbie the Love Bug, again, <laughs> I still, I still, you know, they made modern films as is well. He built not to something here. Yeah, well, yeah, the last okay. one, okay. the Mighty Ducks. Ah. Uh, now, yeah. on top of that as well, not only is the Mighty Ducks not based on the actual film itself, it would have been based on the cartoon series, which was like, really crap, but also I suppose it would have tied in with them owning the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, ice hockey franchise, yeah, yeah, it's, which it's... they've not had for about 10 years now. Yeah, true. So it was obviously right. Let's have something really current. Sport themed. Yeah, it would be. It'd be. You put us on the movies as well. That's what doesn't make sense. But yeah. you know what? It, it's lucky they didn't do it a few years later. Because could you imagine they went? They chose the same lineup and went. Right, we need something. We need something current now. Modern. What kids are talking about right now? Get them in. What do we go for? It could have like had a, a home on a range section. Now that's two references in recent weeks that we've discussed Home on the Range, and I don't think any other Disney podcast has done that. No, no, Was definitely. Was there a Home on the and Range what? too? Oh God, no! Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that is what it would have been called. Slaughterhouse. It would have been about the cows, uh, <laughs> cows breakdancing, um, or yeah, of course, Home on the Range two, the Slaughterhouse Rules. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. didn't come to you. Get mad cow disease and eat each other. <laughs> If you watched that film, you'd have got mad cow disease. So that was my A. Home of the Range 2 is, is called Pico Spells. <laughs> it's called Dinner Time. Um, Paul, Mr. D, if you could not let your A be A Home on the Range, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving that for each. <laughs> yeah. Straight, last thing on All Stars, though. Strangely enough, they charge more for the movies. But the rooms are exactly the same. Anyway, my me next, is it? My yes, A? indeed. Yeah. Okay, I've got a non-controversial one. Avatar Land. Oh, now that's right out the oh, blue. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. That's right out the blue. I see, see who's done there. <laughs> see who's done there. <laughs> see Smurfs. Smurfs. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait for Avatar Land. 2017, is it? That's when they're saying, isn't it? Oh, yeah, give on. It yeah. was announced in 1872. Yeah. Yeah, and the movie's going to be 2017 as well, I think. The Is it sequel, hell? yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah, so they say. But they they released a video recently. Did you see it? Um, which shows a couple of geezers looking at this model very intently, and then there's all sort oh, of yeah. lit up pieces, and they walk through this area, and your footsteps light up. But it basically looks like a lighting showroom, like a like a neon lighting showroom. Like, yeah, yeah, on the face of it, it looks quite good. You think, well, it's good, and then you you kind of watch it again, and you think, actually, no, not really. It's not that, you know. Well, oh, oh, I'm going to have to dig that video out and then yeah. re- replay Michael Jackson's Billie Jean over the top of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
it's looks quite good when there's there's two people walking through it. But when there's 200 people, strollers, electric wheelchairs, and big, fat, dopey Americans prancing around in front of oh, you... I'm a big, fat, dopey people are available, by the way. It's <laughs> going to be crap. <laughs> it's going to strobe. Yeah. There's going to be epileptics having fits. Just, left, right, and centre. <laughs> You're going to have to go through it two at a time just to go to the bathroom. <laughs> But apart from that, I can't wait. Avatar, I, <laughs> Avatar, I thought Avatar the film was fantastic, and I only seen it in the house. I didn't see it in 3D. Wow, that is impressive. I, I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to. It. I think it we, I think it be wonderful. The Imagineers will do the best job they possibly can on it, and you know, it will be interesting. It'll be a, a different experience for Animal Kingdom. I don't really care for the film. No. I mean, uh, when I, the first time, and I've said this before, the first time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. Second time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. The third time I saw it, I really enjoyed it. Every time, those first three times were in various different cinemas, in various different screen sizes, all in three days. Did you the enjoy The moment it? I enjoyed it all three times. Okay. The moment I watched it on TV in 2D, I realised without the gimmick, it just is a boring film. I, the film itself is not a great film. I'm talking visually, mm-hmm. in HD on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful film. I mean, James Cameron is a, is a good filmmaker for a reason. But um, I mean, I mean that unfortunately it was a blessing, and the curse, and it kicks off the 3D revolution. But it's one of the films that has used it to the best advantage, even to this day. It still stands out. I mean, I'm mocking it now, but I actually bought it. Uh, last week with Titanic, a film that I don't particularly care for. Titanic Land would be good. <laughs> well, if that Paramount Park in the UK ever gets off the ground, mm. then that will be an attraction there, actually. But I actually bought Avatar and Titanic in a 3, 3D Blu-ray two-pack for like 13 quid, and I couldn't turn it down for that because if I want to just watch something with the sound off in 3D and just be blown away by the visuals, Avatar's the way to go. Yeah. Do you want another random E? Do you want another random E? Go on, yeah. Throw it Uh, in. Ardman. Ardman Animations. They've been signed up for that Paramount Park. They really? Groove's End, yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't surprise me, actually. It's a British British company. They've not really done anything with the American part, so it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as long I'm, I'm con- the concern I've got with with Avatar Land and what you both referenced there, the light and everything like that, is and the film is that when you fir- when you see it for the first time, you think, "Wow, how great this is!" Then when you actually think it, step back away from it and think about it for a little bit, you realise that actually it's not anywhere near as good as you thought it was the first time. An absolute triumph of style over substance. Exactly, which you could argue is a lot of James Cameron's output after Terminator 2. So I, I, I just hope that it has a longevity. I left Harry Potter um, in Florida wanting to go back. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, mm-hmm. I think about what I saw there and they've not really expanded that area. I know they've built into London, but I mean, just the area that I saw, I still remember it vividly and the enjoyment of it. And, you know, oh, I want to go back and see this and I want to see that. And it, it, it felt magical, and I I know the the uh, the uh, projection the um, 
the images that they've released so far of the uh, the artist's interpretations look fantastic. And if it's like that, I can see it being something magical. I really hope they bring their A game to it. Pardon the pun. But got at the same time, I'm, I'm concerned that it, you know, as Paul says, it could be a lot of style over substance, and it's not that big home run that they need it to be. It needs to be a home run. It needs to blow everything out of the way that Universal Orlando are doing at the moment. And I, 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 think I don't think, I think it will. it'll blow. It's going to blow Harry Potter out the water. You've heard it here now, right here, right. You now. know, if you've heard it from Craig's mouth, you won't hear that from anyone else. <laughs> the, the second Harry Potter area to me is a massive disappointment it's a ride in a shopping precinct that's all it is yeah, yeah. true yeah. there was there's nothing I I physically wept when I walked into the first one I couldn't wait to get out of the second one mm. that's the difference mm. I think Avatar Land's going to blow it away interesting just that just talking about Harry Potter, um, they announced this week that uh, Harry Potter will be finally hitting Universal Hollywood in 2017. Um, or was it late 2016? Anyway, it doesn't matter. And they're having the Hogwarts Castle with the Forbidden Journey ride. Mm-hmm. I think it's a massive mistake on the part of Universal. Really? Yeah. But the, but one thing they are doing is they're turning it into a 3D ride. Yeah. Which I so, now I mean the thing I mean I, I understand why Craig just said what he did, but we gotta remember is that there will be people that have wanted to go to Harry Potter at Universal and won't go to Orlando. So for people that have done it, yes it's a disappointment. But there'll be plenty of people that won't have experienced that. If they're making that a three D ride, right, that means they're taking out all the um all the physical stuff from the ride. I I agree because they haven't got space. I, I absolutely, and I was going to say that because um, if you've ever, I mean, I've not been on it, but I've seen video of the Mummy ride in Universal Hollywood. Yeah. Now, where they built, so obviously in Orlando, they took out confrontation to build the Mummy, the Mummy uh, Revenge of the Mummy ride yeah. in Hollywood. They took out ET. Completely different show size buildings, and the ride in Hollywood is a lot different to the one. Like all the scenes are different. The ride is shorter. The drops are, are not as uh, intense. It just looks like a completely different ride. It has some of the same effects, but the experience looks completely different, and that come down to space. So I'm, I'm with Craig. Even though they're building this castle, they've obviously only got so much land to, to build it in. Mm. And, yeah, I, I, I think... you know if, if we're wrong and they've built it properly, uh, they've built it the same size and scale and everything like that, and, you know, the ride still has the physical bits, then that'll be brilliant. Because I think it'll be hard then for people to ride it to go, well, what is real and what's 3D? And so, what they've done in Gringotts, Gringotts to me is a massive disappointment. Same, that's that's 3D Mm. with some physical elements. Spider Man's better. Yeah, okay. Spider Man's better. Transformers is better. Yeah, true. Yeah, 
Excellent. Right. <laughs> We've got an A for us, Craig. I'm going to say Anna from Anna and Elsa from Frozen. Blimey, we haven't even got through A without getting onto Frozen. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, but last year when we went, our grace was five and we got there on the first day for rope drop two hours early because we were jet lagged and stuff. And she had a Anna and Elsa doll in her backpack, her own little backpack. And when that train come in that morning and them two got off the train, she's on my shoulders waving the dolls at them furiously. And did, did you Anna, have, were they the separate dolls? Yeah. Excellent. And Anna waved, waved at her. And uh, what she wasn't going to, we had a, we had a fast pass for the meet and greet later on in the day. Yeah. And what what our Grace wasn't going to say to her, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it, it was quite an emotional moment as a, as a parent because you've done all this planning and saving, and here you are, and one of the characters is interacting with your daughter and stuff. Fabulous. And then when we got to the meet and greet, she's going to do this all the way through the fast pass queue. Where next? I'm going to speak. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And when she got to her, she literally couldn't speak. She was speechless. Mm. And all she could do was hold her dolls up. She held the Anna doll up to Anna. And Anna talked to the doll and stuff. And then she she did it to Elsa. And I think, putting it into the context of Walt Disney World, I think they're missing the trick by shoehorning it into uh, what was per- a perfectly acceptable attraction in um, Norway. Maelstrom. Yeah, I think they should. it should have its own land, I really do, and its own unique experience because it's just, it is pure magic. Now, I, had this, I had the same thing with, with our two. The, the oldest one was like, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to... And then just clammed up completely Yeah, they were, when they, they got were, there. Even our ten-year-old, she was just a mute, yeah, just yeah. speechless. Yeah, Ellie, Ellie clammed up. Sophie doesn't clam up quite as well. Sophie was uh, five when we were four, four and a half, five years when we were out there, and she didn't have the two separate dolls. She had the one doll that you turned over, and yeah. up one way it was Anna, and if you turned it over and folded the dress down, it was Elsa at the other end. And Sophie walked straight up to Anna and went, "Look, I've got this flipping doll." <laughs> so when you said that earlier, when you said to Craig, oh, was it the was it the se- like separate dolls? Yeah. I was thinking, is this some weird Siamese doll Siamese thing doll. that you see? I didn't realise. No, our, our Grace has got the same doll. Yeah, I mean, what they did last year at putting it into Hollywood Studios was cheap and tacky, but also without that, the the crowds wouldn't have been there. You know the. What, did you go in the shop? Did you go into um, Oaken's trade? Yeah, wandering Oaken's trading post. Didn't even get close to it. And so it was. It was full of tat. Mm-hmm. That Pure surprise me. tat. They totally. They've been. It's as if they've been caught with the pants down. They don't know yeah. what they've got. They've got this unbelievable franchise that it's, it's making a second film. Just the show monster. Yeah. And they're treating it with such disrespect, just cashing in on it. But I think you're right. I think they had to do something, and they, they yeah. kind of lashed up something quickly. But 
you know, will they will they then come back and do something better? Even after Maelstrom, you know, well, that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that just I wouldn't past of, them. of panic. I yeah. think it does think of panic, but we got to remember as well is that when you when you talk to guests going to Disney World, you say some old, you know, what are you looking forward to going to? Everyone says Magic Kingdom. A lot of people say studios. People that have never been there will say Animal Kingdom. Mm. But Epcot is always like, and please do not get offended anyone because I've got no problem with your kind, but it's like the gingerhead stepchild. Yes. Right? Because it's always a park that people will go to, but it's never the one that they look forward to going to. And people go to Epcot and and love it, but there's this stigma about, oh, it's not very exciting, there's not very many good rides. And there are. But compared to the other lands, the other the other parks, yeah, you could argue there's not. So I think actually in some ways it's actually quite genius because now people are going to flock. And not only are they going to flock, they're going to flock to one of the pavilions which had a, a decent ride. But how many people are excited about going to Norway? Are, you gonna step, are they going to step off the Frozen ride and then avoid a film again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hope up, they've updated the film. Um, but Can you imagine that film? Come this way. <laughs> that film redone yeah. with frozen characters. <laughs> they could do any. They could stick anything on that big screen of frozen cats and then watch it. Yeah, I definitely want a throwback to that ride. The little nods to the old one. I we, we they need to have. You are not the first to come this way. Yeah, that's a classic line. At some point in the ride, just as a nod. Mm. That's a nonsense to the bishop. <laughs> but, you know, I think I think I can understand the, the feeling of disrespect and getting something out there quickly. And, you know, they've done it in the studios last year. Disneyland Paris are going to have it this year with the area they've just opened up as well. Um, although I've got to say that OLAV meet and greet looks amazing. Um, but I, I think, you know what? The problem is, is that what you see as, as cheap tap and lots of it, Craig is what some people will see as cheap tap. But the majority of people will have kids going, I want, I want, I want. Oh, yeah. And the cash yeah. deals will just ring. And let's be honest, Disney needs to sell stuff. doesn't matter what they sell, as long as they make money. If they can produce, produce cheap crap quickly that will sell out, they will do it. You were limited in that shop. You could only buy, I think, five items or there you ten go. items per person. There you go. And and that proves the element of it, is that even though it's not stuff that you would necessarily want to go and buy... And there was a basket's only till one item or less. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I, mean, I, think, I think over time they will, they will realise a bit and have more time to catch up. Let's be honest. How many times has Disney gone, right, this film's going to be a big hit. Let's start preparing a ride. We discussed it recently with Dick Tracy and The Rocketeer and things like that. Films that never took off. Disney can't always guarantee a film is going to do as well as it should do. No, but they could have a template on standby for when oh. the next film does hit. The Rocketeer did take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took off like, took off like Tomorrowland. That's, <laughs> still never that's a story for another show, of course. Yeah. On that note, I have to kill it with an axe now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Get your chopper out. <laughs> This is a family show. Oh, look at those plums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, matron. <gasps> Next show, B. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we will look. Just look. Uh, before people get bored, it's not the only thing we're going to do. Okay. Give us there yeah. are yeah, things in the show as well. Yeah. Give us feedback. Yeah. Drop us a line. Yeah, and it's that person that gave us a really bad iTunes review that I can't remember his name, but he, he said we're all monotone and stuff. That's cool. But what we really want, if you've got bad feedback, is it's got to be a bit more explicit about it. Say, say why. Don't say more. <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> I don't think he did. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think his points were that. I don't think his points are directed to this show. To be honest, none of those points sounded like this show at all. They're like other podcasts because other podcasts are available. But you know. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> that is a catchphrase. But that's why we say contact us at podcastdisaster.com. That's why we say contact us on Twitter. Because we don't want people to just stand there telling us how great our uh, our bits are and how big they look. Because we don't care. We do this for fun. We do this because we like to try and entertain people. But we also do this as a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun. And we're not going to please everybody, and not everyone's going to love it, and that's cool. We don't, we accept that. But if we're not doing something the way that you want it to be done, tell us. Let say, us know. Say, be let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, like that, and let us know by song as well, because that's even more interesting. But do so. No one's going to like really. Well, we might kick up a little bit, but no, our egos aren't that big. But. You know, if there's generally something you don't like, let us know because it could be something that we've not thought about before. There could be a way of improving the show that we haven't thought about, and we're going to get that from feedback. So, yeah, let us know. Let us know. I feel like, like stop singing. I feel, there's I feel a one. jingle being recorded. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, I before we go, I put a, a little thing on Twitter halfway through recording. Does anyone want a shout out? So, Queen Ursula which is, on Twitter, is queen underscore Ursula underscore UK, said, whoop, whoop. Nice. Nice, yeah, classy. Son of the Uh, police, isn't it? (laughs) Alan Darcy, can you please give a shout-out to Katie Darcy for their fundraising events for Cordwell Kids, darcydreams.weebly.com. So there you go. That's, that's that one. That's, that's a and, bit for charity. Yeah. Yeah. And like the Orlando Taurus blog, they've come off a bit a bit needy. We do. We do. <laughs> I thought you were better than that Orlando Taurus blog. It really did. We do. We've we had do. a couple of retweets as well. Um, the, the Disney movie review. I'm oh, interested to see what they think about Tomorrowland, actually. Mm. So we really should discuss that on the show at some point, but... Again, uh, that's for another time. Um, but yeah, didn't so didn't we on the last show? Or did we? Or did we? Oh yeah, that I just I just I just said that and looked into an imaginary camera just off to the right. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to my life? This is not the Truman Show. <laughs> or is it? So or is it? <laughs> God, <laughs> should have had Periscope open. The axe is oh. coming. <laughs> we know. Yeah, that one. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up you. is optional. This after dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. We could have done all the rest of the ways to contact the show as well, but hey. yeah, Dean, no. They can always go re- check. Just rewind. Go and check our show notes. Full of everything. <laughs> and yeah, uh, every, everything you need to know. You're hang increasingly on, hang on, hang on. 
I've got breaking news on the Bowman's front. Yeah? I've just realised that this is cider with orange and orange flavouring. I thought he was going to say the dog had pooed on his what, chest. What is there that's orange flavoured that isn't actually an orange? This is what I don't understand. That might be alright for crows if it's only orange flavoured. That's true. Could be why. I eat no oranges. That's me, crow. Suddenly, the silence reigned. Did you like that one, Jean? 